So in a lot of spaces, we love to argue about which chain is better. Of course, everything within the NFT space is often compared to Ethereum. This is now the Ethereum killer, whether it be Polygon, which is layer two, or Solano, which is a layer one, and everything is always trying to beat something out. So rather than trying to say, hey, this is better than this, I had a great idea of to say the things that I like about three of the top chains, which is Ethereum, Polygon, and Solana. So we're gonna dive into each of them and why I like each for NFTs. Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. So I'm not going to beat up on either of these chains. I like all three of them for different reasons. So I'm not going to highlight the negatives. I'm just going to dive into the various things that I like about each of them. Now, for the record, I think it's important that I say I'm not speaking about the specific token itself. So I'm not talking about Ether or ETH on the Ethereum blockchain. I'm not speaking about Sol on the Solana blockchain. And I'm not talking about Matic or Pal, which will be the native token on the Polygon blockchain. I'm specifically speaking about the blockchain and not trading the currency, what have you. I'm going to highlight the things that I like about each of these chains, why I think it's cool and beneficial to build things there, and why it's important in the NFT space. I think these chains are interesting to just check out and build on. And of course, we can't really have this conversation without NFTs, blockchain, smart contracts, and all of that stuff without mentioning Ethereum. And when it comes to Ethereum, as far as NFTs goes, the decentralization, you just cannot get around that as far as all these other chains that have smart contracts and all these different things. Ethereum, by far, when it comes to decentralization, I would say they're doing if not the best job at this point, having uh, things just scattered all over the place. You can't necessarily shut it down. It can't get so blocked up that the blockchain literally gets shut down or turned off like we've seen with uh, other chains. So I think that is a great thing, seeing that it is scattered across the place. There's no reverting or any kind of really major influence. Now, granted, you could say it's not as decentralized as a Bitcoin, but again, what is, right? All the other chains just do not compare to the decentralization of Bitcoins. But as far as with the NFT space and everything, that is really the gold standard and everyone likes to point and compare to Ethereum. Also, security. Security plays into the whole decentralization. Of course, the security budget itself comes from the gas fees. The things that we uh, pay for with these transactions or whatever, it's then going to incentivize those nodes and all those people that are validating everything to make sure that the blockchain is up to par, there's no scams happening because what happens is if for some reason some fraudulent transaction gets through the blockchain and there's a failure, well, all of the value that is in the blockchain inherently, all of those people that are invested into it are going to lose value. So each party has the incentive to then just process things. So security on Ethereum, because of its decentralization and the high dollars at stake and all the profit incentives, just beautifully aligns everyone to play the game right. And therefore, when it comes to securing high-valued assets, Ethereum is by far the best place to do that when it comes to NFTs. 
This is a good reason why that the value of things on Ethereum are going to be more. It's sort of built in inherently to it. Not saying that it can't go to zero because we definitely see that there are definitely NFTs that are worthless at this point and they're on Ethereum. They were there early, but they have no value behind them. However, because it is on Ethereum, knowing that there is gas and all those different things, people actually calculate that into the value of something, right? It's at a baseline, it should not go lower than the value of the gas fee. So in theory, it is much harder for an Ethereum NFT to go to zero than another one. But of course, we do see it all the time. There's countless NFTs that are out there right now that are trading below gas fees and people just kind of hide them in their wallets because it's dead, right? However, when it comes to like an art piece or something of that nature, if the project is still alive, the community is still there, or the artist is still putting out, it is just much harder to hit zero valuation on Ethereum than anywhere else. And I think that is just built in because of the uh, expense of transacting on that blockchain. So it's kind of like when you buy an iPhone at a premium, knowing very well that, okay, two years after the fact, at least, sure, you paid a lot more to get into it, but it's going to hold its value. You can resell it and so forth. That is one reason you might get into it. And I think that is a positive, And that's something that's kind of unique to the Ethereum blockchain. Another thing that I absolutely love about Ethereum is just the adoption. When you're speaking in Twitter spaces, you might think that some of these people have never heard of anything other than Ethereum NFTs. They think it's just CryptoPunks, Bored Apes, and everything that's happening over there. If it's not on OpenSea, it doesn't exist. Of course, OpenSea has expanded to other chains. However, as the leading marketplace for so long, all of the attention was over there and that was an Ethereum-based chain. Everyone just gravitated to it. It really had the big splash. It was the big fish in the sea, of course. So everyone had Ethereum-based wallets, whether it be MetaMask, Trust, Rainbow, and that was really because of that. So the adoption is so much easier than any other chain where they might have to get some other wallets or maybe they have to install a different currency or add blockchains into MetaMask or whatever it might be, it is just the go-to. Most people understand, have access to ETH, and have used the Ethereum blockchain at one point or another. It is a household name at this point. So some people that don't really understand NFTs or whatever, they've at least possibly heard of ETH or Ethereum. And if it's not from something like the Sammy Ariega song, when he's singing Meta Girl and he's got all his Ethereum and so forth, people know that. Whether or not they understand blockchains, Web3 technology and all this stuff, they at least understand Ethereum and the news really blew up that name, made it a household name when Beeble sold his art and so forth. So that is something that I really like, just the recognition. Even chains that are widely in use and adopted within Web3 circles, they don't have the recognition outside of Web3 that Ethereum has. And because of this, the devs are there. The dev base is just by far just the best as far as the vast number of people that know Solidity, they can work on multiple chains using this language. And of course, Ethereum being the base layer of everything and uh, the Ethereum virtual machine, it just allows them to code on so many different things. So many people that are coming into Web3 for the very first time, rather than learning how to code and do things on other chains, they're going to just start with Ethereum because they just know it is that much more in demand. There's so many applications, so many users. And of course, those skills are then going to translate to any EVM-based chain. So the developers are a huge plus for what's going on on Ethereum and why I like it.
So while we're having Ethereum discussions, might as well continue on the EVM theme, of course, the Ethereum virtual machine, and go to Polygon. So Polygon, of course, is built on the same tech stack as Ethereum. So in case you're not familiar, the EVM, the Ethereum virtual machine, is the same coding and the same background, the infrastructure, if you will, putting it in layman's terms, that's going to run all of these layer twos and other chains that happen to have the same tech stack, basically, as Ethereum. They built upon and improved. Polygon went for a scaling solution, meaning they tried to figure out how to make it cheaper and faster. So that is something that I absolutely love about Polygon. It is faster. You can do way more transactions. And of course, you're able to do certain things that would not make sense to do on another chain where gas prices are much higher and transactions are slower. So there's different things that you can do with these uh, Polygon NFTs that you just couldn't do elsewhere simply because of this. And the cool thing about this too is since gas is lower, just just like with, with anything else, the prices tend to be lower. The token has a lower value. The NFTs on the chain, generally speaking, have a lower value. I haven't seen anything with the value of, you know, bored apes or crypto punks trading on Polygon, even in the peak of the bull market, like nothing was up there. And it's just really cool to see that uh, this is sort of like the poor man's chain, right? You might have your wallet that you have Ethereum and other things ready uh, installed onto while just adding Polygon allows you to use that same wallet and just interact with this. And it's just very cool because there's a lot of things that could be built on there because being an EVM, also has the attraction and the availability for those same coders and developers that are over on Ethereum. They can easily build and port things onto Polygon. And I think that's just really cool. And what makes it really attractive also is the fact that they are just a business-centric blockchain, right? They have a team that really envision what they want to do. They want to take the speed, this low price, and this developer base that are used to working with EVMs and Solidity, and they want to reach out and they want to build things with businesses, and they have a great out reach team that is just reaching out to corporations and so forth. And in many cases, they're giving grants and helping people to come on board and just really cool what they're doing, how they're building this, and they're partnering up with them, linking them up with various developers and so forth. Because at the end of the day, they're trying to be a friendly corporate facing chain in the sense that I know that might sound horrible to anyone that's listening to this, but hopefully you're listening to this thinking of how this stuff could be used in business and so forth. And Polygon is really fostering that into their community. It's not as PFP heavy that they're really trying to do things a little bit different on Polygon. They've leaned into embracing with the corporate culture, the Starbucks, the Disney's and so forth. And I actually think that is a really cool thing. And they're going to do certain things that you just won't see elsewhere because, again, the team, the foundation and everything is outreaching to these various companies, which also is another positive thing. There's going to be corporate case studies, whereas with other chains, you might not be able to say, all right, this is how this company implemented this technology into their current offerings, but you can do that on Polygon. You can see how various corporations put it into their loyalty rewards program, how they built that into their applications how they're using that to transfer game assets and so forth, you can see how that all plays out and you can really take a step back and you can see some use cases and the data and the information of how these companies are using this that you won't see elsewhere. And I think that's really cool. So tying back to their corporate outreach, what they're doing with companies, how they're using all of this stuff, I think that is just an amazing thing as why I actually like Polygon. 
Now, stepping outside of the EVM, and we're going to go over to Solana, another chain that I absolutely love. And again, these rankings are not highlighting their negatives or anything of that nature. I'm looking at the positives and the reasons why I like them. And scalability is really the focus of what's going on over here at Solana. And speed and pricing and all of those things that you'd want from a scalable chain, tackling problems such as high transaction speeds and low cost they have definitely done that very beautifully you can do some amazing things on solana that just wouldn't make sense to do elsewhere sending soul or using soul nfts and interacting with the chain is it's almost instantaneous it is very quick i mean honestly compared to other chains i think it is just a really user-friendly way someone who's interacting with a lot of things it's not like you're sitting down all day just waiting for things to load i think it's just really beautiful swaps you go in and out i mean it's great i absolutely love it for that i'm surprised actually they don't have a much more a bigger and popular DeFi community because it, it just makes sense because the transactions and the swaps and everything it, it, it's just so much easier to do like you can get the speeds that you can get on a centralized exchange operating on their servers right here on chain on solana so down the line, I can really see the DeFi community really embracing and taking off there. And I can say I've enjoyed using it and uh, doing different transactions on there. But being a layer one just makes it much more interesting. It's not depending upon any other chain to keep this thing going. And, you know, everything that you're doing right there on Solana is on the base layer of the blockchain. I think that is very cool. So you have the speed, you have the low prices and all of these different things in a very interesting way. Now, when it comes to the developers, of course, this is not in the EVM. However, they have added a whole bunch of tools that actually makes it easier for coders and developers that are used to coding in Solidity to then build things over on Solana. I think that's just really interesting to say that they are building up this to attract as many people as possible. Possible. They have Rust, which is that language that operates on Solana, not Solidity. However, there are ways to bridge it over and use that coding and developers that are building on other chains can also come over and build on Solana. And that is a newish feature that I don't think a lot of people are speaking about, but I think it's very cool that they allowed that and they've really embraced that to just really get the dev community to come over and build some amazing things over there. And it brings me to like the next thing, they're really having a heavy consumer push. They want to do things like the phones, the apps, and just things that really aren't so corporate. I think they have a very high chance of hitting, quote unquote, mass adoption because they're doing things like having the, the Phantom Wallet, for example, being able to turn photos into an NFT via the wallet. Like that is just really cool to me. It sounds gimmicky to those of us that are really in the space and hardcore in it. However, to let's say a teenager that might be uh, interacting with the blockchain and finding out this stuff at first that might appeal to them. It's like, okay, I could take this photo and put it on chain. Like that is really cool. And I can turn this into an NFT, send it to my friends or sell it. We can make our trading cards of each other, whatever it might be. I think it, it sounds like a gimmick to many of us, but I think it is just a really cool idea. And they just do a lot of consumer facing things. There's a heavy push into consumers and that's what we really need for mass adoption. It doesn't matter if all these coders and businesses are adopting it if the users aren't there the consumers aren't there well who is this stuff being built for and i think that's where solana really comes in to do some amazing things again this these rankings and the things why i'm bullish about this it has nothing to
to do with the price of the token. However, uh, the way things are, it is just affordable to be there as opposed to some other chain. And uh, people can make mistakes. They can try different things out. They can build, they can break things and just see what the chain has to offer because it is just so inexpensive to build, interact, and do some amazing things. They're trying to really get this into as many people as possible. And because of that, I have to be rooting for them and how they have just weathered the storm. I think they're in a much stronger position today than they were when FTX and everything just first hit the fan and everyone said that it was done because FTX and Sam were propping up everything. That could not be further from the case. And I think they have withstood the test of time and going through that storm when everyone said they weren't going to make it, I think is just another reason for me to like them, embrace them that much more, and root for the success on the chain. So those are the three chains, Ethereum, Polygon, Solana. Didn't hit any of the negatives because, of course, all of them have their negatives. But when I'm approaching them as to three chains that I actually like for NFTs, these are the reasons why I like those chains. I just think those are some great things. So depending what you're building or what you want to use them for, not one size fits all. One chain might be better than the other. So that's why I don't say this one is the best or whatever it might be, because what is the best? It's like the best thing for what you are currently building in your use case and who you're appealing to. I mean, there's so many factors. So it's impossible for me to say this is the best chain. And anyone that does that, I don't really think is doing a service to this space or the, the person that's listening to them. I would just say these are the three chains that I like and these are the things that I like about them and do your own research. If I missed anything that you thought I should have highlighted what makes you really love and embrace that particular chain, feel free to share it to me. Of course, at Tropic Vibes on X, contact information is in the show notes. But as usual, I just want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this as we're learning and building Web3 together. So until next time, later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.